Hi, everybody. What's up? Oh, we're man. back. Yeah, we're it back. feels like it's been a bit. I think we lost a week. I think we missed a week. I think we were jostled on release dates. Then we just like missed a week. Mm. Everybody just being mm-hmm. busy. Isn't it nice though that like we're busy enough that we can miss a week of podcasts? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, not for nothing. You know, obviously you don't want to miss them, but it's nice just to be like, oh shit, I got too much on my plate. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah, yeah. I've been so busy at work. Um, you know, and that's always good. I was saying that to you before we started. Like, it's great to be busy and have new clients and all this, but part of it's just implementing new rules and regulations and processes and that i'm not enjoying well it's interesting i was saying earlier the there's this there's this company out of the states called well health safety and you get like the well health sticker it's it's interesting. It's kind of a virtue signal thing. It's because like their rules are not as strict down there so like you follow the well like oh okay i've got the well health sticker in my window yeah all right, cool, man. So they've got like they've got A list celebrities. Like I was watching like A A list yeah. celebrities on this that go and they they do the little talk like J Lo's in it. Um, you know, uh, a bunch of other people. I just I'm in love with J Lo. So that's one I remembered. Who isn't? Yeah, I know, right? Like in her fifties. Bye, Meg. Don't even need yeah. that. I went mean, back I would, when we used to listen to CDs, man. I went and bought her her CD, man. Yeah. I, paid I mean, for it. yeah. I didn't just download it's it. It's funny. <laughs> like no, music that much. I just like her that much. You know, much. pull out the jewel case yeah. and you get to see the pictures. Uh, of... Jesus. Like <laughs> yeah. Sears magazines and being 15 years old all over again. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, yeah, well, so that reminds me of, you know, the movie um, Hancock with Will Smith? Yeah. And the guy he's with, it was the something heart. And it's yeah. like you just wanted to be part of it to show right. that you're. Yeah, Jason Bateman. He's so, so is good. it like that? The well health thing? Some, you know, you get it, the it, sticker, it, it hey, feels I've... similar. Yeah. So they put it in your window. And what they do is they give you these guidelines. I'm sure, like, I smell 95% bullshit. Um, so what it is is they put the sticker in your window and it's like, I'm going to follow the rules for your safety. And they have all these, they have all this stuff on the website. Like, this is how we disinfect. This is how we watch for air quality. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. So it's almost like, Hey, you know, join our, join our business, um, community, receive the sticker that goes on your window to let everybody know that you are a well health safety operating unit and everybody will feel more comfortable. Yeah. So it's like you kind of, it's, it's a cash grab because at the end of the day, like, what are you doing? Putting in a HEPA filter and telling people how to wash their fucking hands? Yeah. Come on out of here with that shit. Yeah. So, but but that but it's working. But this is it, it's a to me that's an interesting sign to just see how how far um, people have really gone then and what they need to feel safe again, yeah. which is crazy. You know, it, it makes no difference. These people yeah. are these people are doing nothing different. They're being forced into buying a sticker so you feel comfortable being in their restaurant yeah. so they can sit at half capacity and make no fucking so, money. Yeah. So it's like a label on a T-shirt. Right. It's like, oh, okay, that, that guy has Versace. Okay. So that's exactly what. Like that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, kind, of, kind of the same deal, right? Like, you know, and I, I mean, they've they've tried to, like, at least that they're, right now, they're not trying to do anything like that in Ontario because they're just telling us to stay closed. They're like, hey, yeah. don't even, don't even, don't even forget, don't even think about yeah. that shit. Don't even open. You guys can't do anything. It, yeah. It's a very smart idea, though. So, yeah. Let me get yeah. This right. Financially, if I had a well health sticker, let's just say in restaurants. On my restaurant window. Yes. Say, oh, okay. I'll go in there now Correct. because he's... you think that they're taking extra care. Is it a like, certification or what is it? It's I, just they, they may a recognition. They, they may go as far as making it a certification just because it's it's only in the U.S. Yeah. So I don't know. But if it's they, not yet. It's... No, no it's, so I don't know if they go as far as certification or if they're just like, hey, <clears throat> you know, the, that, the, this restaurant, yeah. like restaurant ABC, is buying their you know their PPE from us. You know, they've got their HEPA filters. All their staff have been trained. So maybe it's something yeah. simple like that. Yeah. And people go, oh, good, I'm going to be safe yeah. from the fucking. It's all virtue signaling. You know, I saw a news article uh, last week or the week before. Um, 3M, the M90 N95 yep. masks, yep. warning that some of them are counterfeit now. 
Oh, that's awesome. But it's like, uh, but I don't believe it. It's just another thing. Oh, well, the, you know, your mask might be a counterfeit mask. That's what it's just. Hey, like man, you make it. Think about it, though. You can probably make good money off counterfeit masks yeah. right now. Like, no shit. But, they, like, you don't have to do much. You just kind of take them, doctor them up a little bit. You have a factory. You're printing them at, like, you know, you're printing them at a third of the cost and selling them at full N95 cost. Whatever. Oh, I don't I mean, I, I think it's deceitful, and I don't ever like that, and I will never approve anything no. like that, but it's kind of a funny racket. Yeah, but I, I just didn't really believe that it was even true. Oh, I would be, be surprised at all. Because when I read the actual article, it wasn't that people are counterfeiting 3M's masks. It was that 3M's, their own stockpile had counterfeits in it. Oh, it's that's, like what that you made because it's saying that the government stockpile might have counterfeits in it, even though they only acquired it from one company. That seems really weird. When I read the article, so like, wait, Does what? It sound like you're implicating yourself in something. Yeah, there? it didn't make any sense. But that's what I said. To me, it was more just they they don't want people to read the articles anymore. <clears throat> no, but like they want to get you at the headline. I understand that, but here's the thing: if you say that and you're 3M, so like if there's E. coli in your lettuce, you got to pull all the lettuce. Yeah, that's the rule. It's got to go. Yeah. So like if you are you're if you're giving people masks that you say are going to save their lives. Uh, and now you're telling me that they're not effective, and you have some that could be counterfeit. That should spoil the bunch. Absolutely, pull, pull all the lettuce off the shelf, oh, bro. You're, you're, Sorry about your three M masks. Yeah, you burn the ten billion dollars of the mask you just did. Yeah. Sorry, man. Your regulations suck. You're out of business. I, exactly. That's how a logical person would look at it. But what they say there is, is there might be. We're so investigating double up. <laughs> it. <laughs> Fuck off. But that, but that was my point. <laughs> that it's just like another reason that they're giving why a oh, why cases are high. Why this? Oh, people aren't social distancing. Oh, people aren't masking. Well, how come there's no flu? Well, because people are social distancing. Masks. Oh, yeah, we can't use that anymore. Hmm. Um, well, there might be counterfeit masks. It just feels like, okay, and what's the next thing they're going to say? Why? You what, know? What's interesting, actually, like I, I guess I'm really not a conspiracy guy. Obviously, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a fucking duck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is what it is, right? So when you see some what of if these it's things. A loon? Yeah, I, I, yeah <laughs> sure. Uh, maybe a mallard, maybe a loon. Yeah. Depends how pretty it is, right? Um, so, you know, it, what's, what's interesting to me, though, in this particular case, is. Things really don't make sense yeah. as to why they're doing what they're doing. Like it, it is gone beyond logic. So, so my my feeling is that it's all about re-election. Yeah. But if you talk to people, and this is this is kind of weird for me, if you talk to people in their forties, fifties, sixties, all of them like their their current narrative, and I don't even know where it happened, but like this is like I'm seeing it everywhere. The current narrative is what's really going on. Absolutely. They're done. They're yeah. just like I'm cool. I'll go back. I'm not. Yeah. I, I feel safe. I don't care anymore. You know, you meet people all the time now. No mask. No one gives a oh, shit. Yeah. Like, people are just emotionally exhausted and don't yeah. care. They don't trust the government. Yeah. So they're all asking themselves, what's really going yeah. on? That's you know, exactly. And it's interesting. I think a lot of them have been disconnected from social media and other theories and other ideas and seeing some some of the fact reports and stuff yeah. like that. So now they're just going, I believe, I believe, I believe. And then all of a sudden, after a year, they're getting all of that, all of those questions you and I have asked over the last six, eight months, mm -hmm. they're getting it all at once. Yeah. So now they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, and you know, you can definitely say that about, um, like, look at Muskoka region. So Oh, God. I think... You're right, that it was more maybe our age group, or, or I mean, and, and for the right reasons, too. When we look at the fact report, people are, are, aren't dying. They're not being severely impacted. So the older people, when you talk about re-election, right, they're looking at that base. Now the older people are saying, okay, well, they wanted to go to the cottages, maybe get away from this, and they wouldn't let them. So I have a good friend who has a cottage, and I think it's Muskoka, okay? But anyway, it's one of those places where they locked him down. You couldn't go to your cottage. You couldn't travel even up there. He wasn't allowed to even go and turn his heat on for the winter. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a firm no. You couldn't no. go in or check your security. You were not allowed to go to your other property. This was the original rules, right? Then they eased up or whatever when they eased up. 
now you can go away. So all the older people, again, that are worried or scared, and, and maybe rightfully so, okay, because they've been watching the news. Now they're up at their cottages, and now look what they did in Muskoka. Okay, now you're allowed to go up there to turn your heat on or check it for the winter or whatever you need to do in terms of maintenance. In March. But now, but now they're locked down. Muskoka just went into the gray zone. Yeah, and you know how many crazy. cases they had yesterday? Two? Zero. Uh, Zero. <laughs> and they went into gray. So I think you're absolutely right. <clears throat> then when they're looking for re-election, they're, they're, but they can't. They can't consider everything, and now they're seeing new things come up, so they try to change it, and they're playing like on the fly, and it's just not working anymore. Well, I feel like a lot of this has been on the fly. I feel like that that's kind of been the narrative. What I was, you know, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day. So, so I'm, I grew up in Aurelia. Um, you did? Yeah, I grew. So I grew up in Aurelia, and um, you know, I moved. I've been down here more than half my life mm-hmm. now. So I moved out just before, like I moved out the summer of finishing high school. Fuck, I'm getting old. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, you know. All, a lot of people there are somewhat disconnected from it, right? Yeah. So I see some people, like, I don't really have too many friends from back there anymore, but it's just you lose touch with people, right? Um, but I'll still see them on Facebook and stuff, and they'll be like, they, they will be almost like staunch lockdown. Like, oh, everybody stay home. We have yeah. to get through this, blah, blah, blah. You guys are being irresponsible. It's like, all right, well, I don't engage because everybody's got their own opinions, right? Yeah. And that, and then even now, those people, those people just, because it really is, fell into Simcoe, yeah. so it got locked down again. There's like a couple cases yeah. there. And these people are going like, now finally they're feeling it, going, wait yeah. a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So now they have, they've all tipped over. They're yeah. all pissed off. Oh, yeah. so my, it's, um, my in-laws, so they have a place up in, um, and that's how I had that little bit of connection with Randy Hillier, where yeah. I, I, could, I got connected with him a little bit, but couldn't get him on the show, whatever. Um, but talked to his office, and, and I know Brandon, who's in charge of like No More Lockdowns, which is Randy's kind of organization. He covers Frontenac, North yeah. Frontenac, right? That's his, plus another region, Kingston or something. And that's where my in-laws are. So they have a cottage up there, but now that's their home forever, right? They sold their place, so they yep. just live there now because they're retired. And they worked for the government before. I was like border security and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and they were locked down. Then when they lifted the lockdown, they went into the green because there's no cases. And I said, okay, tell me tell me about what, what it's like for you green up there. Still have to reserve everything at restaurants, still have to wear your mask, still have to social distance, still have capacity limits. So what does green even mean? So I, I completely agree with you. These were government workers who, who live up there, who there's no case around. They don't even see anyone. Even if you tried to see the mailman, you'd never see him. Like that's how big their property is too, right? You're, you're not in contact with anyone. And they still have to wear their masks when they go out into town. You maybe you see one other person, and and now I don't even know what it's like. Now it's probably even more dead. Yeah, but yeah, they're starting to say, okay, this Why? is BS. Why they're totally opposed to it. Well, totally you know what? Like, let's go like so: state of emergency, um, lockdown, gray zone, yeah, red zone. All four of those equal the exact same thing to me. Yeah, I, bear with me. My media company can still operate in all of those yeah. zones. My restaurants can still do takeout in all of those zones. So I can leave the house and go to any one of those businesses that I like and my staff can stay employed. So obviously I'm taking a big hit on the other big businesses and, you know, I'm taking a hit on in dining in service, which is huge for us, obviously. But so those four zones, nothing changes for me. And then in the red zone, they go, you can have 10 people inside. I'll tell you why nothing changes for me. Because by the time you pay a kitchen manager, a general manager, a front of house staff, and a back of house staff, and then have to go off the government dole on the fucking rent, I lose money hand over fist. So basically until I'm in the, I don't even know what the zones are, after red, probably orange, maybe yellow, fuck if I know, it doesn't even matter. You get me in those four zones, they all equal the same thing. Yeah. So, like, hey, guys, we're lifting the lockdown. That means fuck all yeah. to me. That means well, absolutely your, zero. Your costs, let me ask you, because I can speak about it at least on our front. Our operating costs have gone up 
So you're order. So you're ordering food right from a bulk supplier. Right. You can't just hey, well only give me half the order because I only have ten. Then we, you're paying more, right? So I mean, you're actually spending more money. So what we had to do is we had to actually dump all of our distributors, maintain our relationships, but we had yeah. to go to cash and carry Gee. and pick up places because you know I'll keep my key guys on. They'll just drive around and grab the food they need because you're not going to hit order minimums anymore. Yeah. Companies like Cisco are stopping order minimums. They're like whatever. If you need a bag of milk, I'll just drop it off. Who gives okay. a shit? Because they're just trying to keep their relationships now yeah. for when things go back to normal. You is know? there going to be a normal? Well, I don't know. Everybody's saying this new normal thing. Can you guys fuck off with that term? I, can't stand I don't it. like it. I can't stand this it. This is bullshit. I, I don't want to hear it. any of that yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, it, it, it's. <sighs> there we go. Um, you know, it, it, it's been it's been a tough run with without without much logic, and it was just funny how like I've just completely let it all go. I don't even care anymore. You know, I, like I said, mm-hmm. when they move into a, a gray zone mm-hmm. on on Monday, it's zero impact, yeah. zero effect. Everything stays the same. Yeah, but. You know, it is what it is. I guess um, hopefully some of the initiatives people are doing, hopefully some of the things that, you know, we have on our plate can help move this along. But, you know, like I, I spoke to my dad about this, and he, him and I him and I um, have some really interesting conversation, and he's, he's kind of echoed the sentiments I had, is um, no government right now that's, that's stood their ground this long and implemented these rules, they, they will not backpedal. Yeah. They will not change their tune. They won't do it. Like, there could be some major legal ramifications for them. They will definitely be looking at not getting reelected, you know. Um, and then they have a lot of people to answer to because they made these decisions based on X, Y, and Z. So if they just decide that those don't exist any longer, then what? Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's just it. So, um, unfortunately, I think this is going to be a bit of a longer haul. Yeah. Well, also the fact that um, – well, and they keep saying top doctors – I won't argue that case again because I've done it too many times. You know, I, I don't think they're top doctors if they're never giving health advice, but they're the ones making the rules, not the government. So do you think the government's using that as like a scapegoat? 100%. Because who was it? Was it, I guess it was Toronto. No, maybe it wasn't Tory, but even the Mississauga mayor and Peel and stuff, they said, hey, we want to reopen, at least give us red. And the doctor said no. So what do you think that means for government then? Are they, use, are they pretending? Because they don't want to go back. And oh, well, it's the medical experts saying. Are they trying to save themselves by saying that? Or yes. do you think they really want it to open? No, they're definitely trying to save themselves. So what they're doing is they are using non-elected em- staffers, non-elected employees, i.e. doctors, yeah. to make decisions as if they were elected. So what they're doing is they know that they're not going to be able to get what they want. So they're passing it off to a medical expert so that the public is at peace with it. Going, yeah. oh, well, the doctor says. Yeah. You know, if you ask my mom, love my mom to death, such a beauty. But- she she is like you don't need to take vitamins. The doctor said you don't need to take no. vitamins. I'm like I don't know what fucking BBC show you watch that said vitamins don't work, but don't watch that I can't shit again. That. And it just is what it is, right? So she's like, you know, even when I had the thyroid problem, oh, you got to go to the doctor. You got to take this. You got like we don't even know what's wrong yet. Yeah. Let's just pump the brakes. So when you tell that generation of traditional media viewers, oh well, the doctor says, yeah. then they go, oh well, you know, the politicians really on our side, but that doctor says, yeah, yeah the, the doctor the doctor has no idea, did not sign up for this job, and is making the wrong decision. And a bunch of them are getting called out right now for taking massive big pharma oh, kickbacks. Yeah. Yep. So, bro, yeah, come absolutely. on. Yes, well, they're using they, them as scapegoats. They don't study health. That's the big thing that I think people need to start to realize. They study disease. They study pathology. And there's a lot of good information. And they are some very smart people. Although they're di- And their diagnostic tools, I've said this too, are incredible. I Amazing. can go and get an x-ray. I can see what my bones look like. Like, you know. I love that. We need that stuff. A lot of times they still diagnose things the wrong way. But the fact that they don't ever study actual health, they study the diseases. So when they look at this disease or whatever it is, coronavirus, and and say, oh, my God, 
this is spreading like crazy. At least that's what they tell us. So I'll take it at face value for that, right? It's spreading a lot, right? Sure. It's contagious. Fine. I suppose I believe that. Um, but then they just have to look. Okay, well, this is a disease that kills people. Lock it down. They don't ever study health. They don't know what health is. And and maybe I'm, you know, shining a light on all of them, speaking broadly, because there's obviously sure, doctors. Sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But they study disease. They study pathology. They study what's wrong with the body and how can we fix it as quick as possible. Not prevent it from it's ever happening. It's all proactive. No, or that, sorry, it's all reactive, it's not all proactive reactive. health. It's yeah. all reactive. All of the surgeries, that's amazing. They can cut someone's head open, go in their brain, incredible but this isn't that scenario right now this Mm. is a virus there's billions of viruses around they've been around before human beings have and they're going to be around after humans or 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 burn out with us whatever happens to the earth but they've studied worst case scenarios how do how do i fix this quickly how do i prevent the death only not how do i allow life to flourish how do i study health how do i promote health it's none of that they don't learn that in school and that's not me hating on doctors that's the truth they get like 30 minutes of nutrition studies in in the four or five years they go to school. Amazing. So it's not, I mean, you know, crazy for me to believe that they don't know much about health, but we're putting them in charge, and all they know is disease. Yeah. Again. 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 I think it's. I think it. I don't know who gets to make these decisions. Um, I don't know why they get to get to. They got to this point where they've made bad decisions, and now they're backpedaling and then using doctors as a scapegoat. I'm not really sure what this looks like. I don't know what their end game looks like. I think that's what's scary for me is I don't know what their end game that's looks exactly. like. And I mean, <clears throat> honestly, like to sort of change the angle right now, like I don't think they're they're investing enough time in understanding what the long-term ramifications to the economy are going to be yeah, from this. Yeah. And I say that because... Our children, our grandchildren. Well, that, but it's also like right now. So if you look at our GDP or if you look at, at our economy, so it's it's built on stimulus right now. A lot of money that we have been that we have this year and what has helped our GDP has been stimulus money. So it's not real. It's not yeah. real money. You know, and then what happens when, you know, things go back to normal and you take this away from people? Well, a lot of jobs are gone for yep, good. Yep. You know, a lot of debts have to be repaid from businesses. You know, yeah. I don't I don't like the real economic crisis hasn't even started because yeah. you're still paying people to stay home. It's, it's you wait until approach. you pull it's that off. Approach. As soon as the thing is, it's like. It's like blowing hot air into a balloon, knowing it's going to pop and just trying to make it as big as you can yeah. first. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we'll stick in a patch it up over here. Okay, patch it up over here. Patch it up over here. And it's just going to make a bigger explosion. Yeah. Like the, the economic fallout from this is going to be magnificent. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very, it's and, and it's going to it's going to crush a lot of things afterwards that people weren't even thinking about. Like, yeah. oh, good, we're back to normal. Strap in, kids. It's going to get a lot times. worse. People waiting for their favorite bar to open up. They're gone. <laughs> Even, you know, because you go to a bar or a restaurant because you like the people, right? I'm more likely to go back to a restaurant where I know the manager, I know three of my favorite servers, blah, 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 place that I I don't know anyone. It's not going to be those people anymore. They're gone. All those bartenders, those beautiful women showing their chest that guys want to go look at, you think they haven't tried to find other jobs by now. They haven't worked since June. I mean, yeah, it's never I mean, going to be that restaurant. It might have the same name on the outside if they survive. Yeah, but it's not the same anymore. No, it never I, will be. No, and I think the thing is like, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you if you go to like one of our bars, what you'll do like we're we're pretty much all dudes, but we have so many good relationships in the community and get along with so many people. So a lot of times everybody will come in and chat with the guys like Ex- all night. That's my and, point. And, and yeah. they love it, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they all have a good time. They all build rapport. They all want to be there. I don't even know what my restaurants look like when I reopen. Yeah. I actually don't. Like, it's been so long that, you know, I've got a couple key people, 
that's but that's it. That's yeah. it. And like I had to lay off over fifty people. Yeah. So I'm talking like a face. It's all different. Yeah. And like and, and you know what? Like I genuinely am the type of boss that first of all, I don't consider myself a boss. That's not how I act. That's not how I operate. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like. It, it, sorry, in addition to that is I actually do what's best for people that work for me. I really want what's best mm-hmm. for anybody. Like, I really do. Yeah. Unless you're a fucking psycho. Like, unless you want to kill people. I don't really yeah. want what you want. <clears throat> but if you work for me or if you're a good person, I want you to progress. Yeah. I want you to go, hey, Jonathan, I'm starting my own business. Amazing. That's amazing. Hey, Jonathan, I got this job offer at this other place to upgrade me to this. Amazing. Like, I, I really, I genuinely like yeah. that. And, you know, I see a lot of people that are in the bar community that I'm good friends with. And, you know, they got new gigs. Some of them are working in media. Some of them are working in construction. And they're like, dude, I'm making way, way more money. I got my weekends off. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, good for you. Well, and the fact that they tell you that <laughs> tells me that they have a good relationship with you. Yeah. And that's something I do with my staff, right? Like, you know, the five love languages? Find out what theirs is. <laughs> That way I know how to support them, right? Some people need uh, that affection, right? Give yeah. them a hug. They made a big sale or whatever. <laughs> Some people want a gift. Some people want yeah. praise in front of other people. If you learn that stuff, <laughs> man, that's going to create amazing relationships. Yeah. They're going to want to work hard for you. But it just made me think when you were saying that too, like I'm sure you're a good boss. I know I'm a good boss. And like you said, I don't even say the word boss, right? No. I create a really good relationship with them. <laughs> I coach them to be successful. And if they want to be successful, they will be. And they can come to me with anything. Totally. I don't take anything personally. Say, Cam, I didn't understand this. I didn't like that you did this. Cool. Thanks for telling me. Let's see how to fix it. But that's the way a good boss or manager or CEO operates. And it makes me think, why aren't, you know, we we electing people in government that that were, you know, entrepreneurs or things like that. And I know you're going to say the Trump thing, and I don't want to go off. No. But, you know, you and me think logically. And good yeah. bosses or, you know, Patrick Bet David, you know, if you yeah. listen to his stuff, right, Next Five Moves, all those books where people are so into their people, growing the culture, growing the people because that's what makes it. We don't do that in government, though. Well, I'm the leader, you do this, you do this, and it doesn't feel like they're actually good leaders. Well, I'll tell you, so a couple things. First of all, um, if you work really, really hard and build a number of businesses and you do well, <clears throat> you know better than to get into politics. Yeah. A. B, um, our political system has become very reminiscent, like very reminiscent of a, a, of a mafia family, like I was saying yeah. on our last, pod, last podcast. Um, the way it's structured... The, the amount of ultimate power these people have. And honestly, they don't really make that much money. And they're allowed to. They can make mistakes four years in a row and still get reelected. Yeah. You can be the worst person at your job and just be more popular than the next guy or girl and maintain your job. So if you think about what it takes in a lot of cases, you know, yes, there are some great politicians out there. Yes, there are some people that care. But the entrepreneurs that spent, you know, two or three decades building businesses and understanding psychology and understanding people and doing well, <clears throat> the last thing they want to do <clears throat> Excuse me. The last thing they want to do is go work with a bunch of people that fit into that other category. People that started just to get a pension, just to get a paycheck, just to be lazy, just to be a part of the mafia. Those people, like me, the person that I've beco- that I'm becoming over the years as an entrepreneur, I don't want to work with those yeah. people. I don't want to be around those people. I don't want those people telling me what to do because I don't know what the fuck they are doing. Yeah. They are unqualified. They don't care, and they're in it for themselves, which a lot of our our political leaders have shown us. Yeah. So I mean. That's why you don't get a lot of great entrepreneurs running for office and helping out the country. Yeah, I totally agree. But that's my point, too, right? It's that we have all these really great people, logical people who can look at both sides and not take things personally. And I look at the example of Roman Babber. We talked about it yeah. last time briefly. He went in and said, why doesn't everyone lower their wage to Serb level? That was hilarious. And they, they laughed at him and they said, no, let's, let's lower yours. But honestly, if your employee, um, you know, you're working in a business and they came to you with an idea – 
you wouldn't just laugh at them and kick them out. You'd Never. say, okay, let's talk about it. You might say no. You might say, hey, I'm not going to go with your idea. But you just do it in a better way because it's just showing exactly what you said. They're childish. It's games. It's petty. And right now, it's ruining our lives. I mean, I, I've kind of stopped myself from saying that because it's not ruining my life personally. Right. It's ruining a lot, though. It's going on It's far ruining too our long. country. It, it is. It is. They're ruining, ruining our, our country. country. Here's something I was thinking about the other day. If... I opened a business in Ontario. I had an expectation of what that was like. Through COVID, that has changed dramatically. Yeah. It has really dropped. And now, not only that, you know, I start doing research on the amount of taxes I already pay and that it costs me money just to employ people. Like, oh, you're stupid enough to start a business? Well, now you got to pay to employ people. You know, like all these little things uh, that don't quite add up. And, you know, oh, you've got this many staff now? Great. you got to pay more in this and yeah. more in that. You're like, come on, man. Every time you do well, they just want to take yeah. more. And then they got to this point where they were willing to lock out your business with no no supporting data, no actual reason, no leg to stand on, and then they start mobilizing everyone else around you to give you shit and make you feel like you're part of the problem if you even ask a question. Yeah. And that's your government. Yeah. So I asked myself the other day, why the fuck would I open another business in this province? Yeah. Why would I do that? Because now that they've also dug us into this much debt, where do you think it's coming from? Out of the business owner's pockets, out of the employee's pockets. You know, when you look at the cost of a home here and how much you have to pay somebody and what their take-home is versus in Austin, Texas, which is where I'm probably going to go, um, it, it none of it adds up. No. None of it makes any sense. The housing market. Didn't you move <clears throat> recently? What? You moved recently, didn't no, you? No, I'm downtown. I'm just in a condo downtown. I thought you moved a little while ago. No, yeah. So we're, we're oh. in a, we've been in a condo downtown since September. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, not that but it's No, not crazy. But, like, you look at, like, you know, the average wage... Um, in Toronto right now, and this I think is 2019 numbers. Yeah. I may have said this last time, but the average wage household income 109,000, average take home income 68,000, average price for home a million. Yeah. So the multiple to get to that number is like 15x. Yeah. So if you do the same thing in Texas, average take home $71,000, no state taxes zero average cost of home is like 325 to 350, yeah. which is high for the states, but it's 325, so the multiple is like five. Yeah. So now yeah. you can buy, if a quarter of your wage goes to pay your mortgage, leaving interest out because that the variables, that's fine. You know, after 20 years, you can own your home. Yeah. You take the same math, you put it in Ontario, those people couldn't own a home for 60 years. Yeah. 60 yeah. years. And again, that's not interest included. So you start thinking about it. First of all, why would I open a business here? Then you start thinking, how shitty do my employees feel? Yeah. You know, working day in and day out in this rat race, running on this fucking hamster wheel with two flat tires yeah. and a government that's yeah. sucking them dry. Yeah. Why would I continue yeah. to? Why would I even continue to promote the growth of this terrible system? Yeah. Fuck you, Ford. Well, yeah. So me and my wife are looking at places. It is absolutely stupid right now, and we're Halton region, right? So for anyone listening, knows where that is. It's west of Toronto. Yeah. I love it there. It's a little quieter. Where I live in Milton, there's not a single high rise in Milton. So I hope they never change it. There's not a single high rise. Everything is low rise. Businesses, condos, everything is low rise. Nothing over four or five floors. Nice. So I can see when the sun hits the earth. And I think we've talked about it before. It's beautiful. We're looking at places and saying, you know, Milton, Burlington, Oakville area. Place is open. Day one opening. We go look at a place. It's gone. People are buying houses without even stepping foot. In them. Of course. They don't even go and view them. They buy them over asking without even walking in. It's just stupid. I mean, it's it's dangerous, and I'll tell you why. So, <clears throat> one of my one of my good buddies, Sean, just bought a house in Burlington. Now he's lived there for a long time, and yeah. his girlfriend's a realtor. So they had their finger on the pulse. They wrote the guy whose house it was a very nice letter. Yeah. <clears throat> so he gave it to them at asking price. You know. Okay, that is rare. 
for six or seven months, they were putting in bids on tons of places, yeah. and they they would get outbid, outbid, outbid. Yeah. They're going twenty, on forty, forty thousand. Probably there was one that went for four hundred sixty-four thousand over asking. I'm going. Almost oh my god! That's, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I know Sean, great guy. Who's I was like, that, that's a crazy number. So what's interesting though that a lot of people don't realize is so what happens is the government has. Um, kept interest rates low to try to stimulate the economy, yeah. which is a mistake, because what you're doing is you're 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 telling people to borrow money and buy more expensive yeah. things, yeah. when what they should be doing is saving, and you should make interest rates high. It should be high to borrow money. The government's got themselves in so much trouble though; they can't jack the interest rates up because they can't afford the debts themselves. So they keep the interest rates arbitrarily low, which is very dangerous because now the banks in Canada are regulated, and it yeah. used to be regulated at like twenty percent. So if you have a mortgage out, if let's say you have a billion dollars in mortgages you got to keep 200 million in the bank yeah. well the government just changed that number so now it's like 50 percent. so now the bank has to sell assets to keep more money on hand which means the interest rates are going to have to go up yeah. so then even though even though right now they're low the bank is going to have to raise them because they're going to have to level out and raise that money so that they have the safety and security that the government demands yeah. so no matter what these are going to keep going and going up, but then when those interest rates go up oh, yeah. and people are buying outside of their capacity to, to be able to afford, watch what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it goes. I talked about that in another podcast about greed. <clears throat> Remember we are talking about greed? And I was saying there's some evolutionary reason yeah. for greed that we have that sense. But once it gets to a certain level, it crumbles. It's gone. doesn't matter if yeah. you're a person, an organization, the government, a housing market, whatever. When the greed is so high, it'll go so high until it starts to eat itself and it's going to crumble. Well, I think that, I think unfortunately, people get sold on this idea of like, you know, the American dream, the Canadian yeah. dream, the Western dream, whatever, whatever that looks like, you know. Is it a dream? Well, it's a nightmare now. And this is where dreams go to die. Welcome to Ontario. Yeah. You know, if you want, <laughs> yeah. if you want to have, and you know, this is not a slight against anybody. You know, you're wrong. Let me let me say this. I don't feel victimized. I feel like I can carve my own path. I can still do really well here. I am ambitious. I have tenacity. I will fight through. I can. You can do it anywhere. I don't care what my handicap is. I don't care what gets thrown at me. I'll be successful. I've got the. I've got the parts. I've got the dedication. I'll just get it done. Yeah. Yes, it will be a struggle. Yes, it may be harder here, but I'll get it done. Mm -hmm. I think more about the people around me. I think more about employees. I think more about staff and people are like, oh, we'll pay people more. It's like, yeah. well, I can't build a business, you know, quick. I can't build a business adequately if I just pay people more and then have to pay the government all this yeah. other money yeah. too. They're my biggest partner. So, <clears throat> you know, when I say these things, it's, it's me thinking about other people and thinking how broken this system really is. But unless you want to live a life where you basically die broke, your house is your biggest asset if that's that's it. You might have something left to hand down to your kids. That's pretty much it these yeah. days. You know, you're okay working 40, 50 hours a week and really not having a lot of um, creative pro like progress. That then this is a great place. Yeah. If you want to have if 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 mediocrity is great for you, Ontario is great for you. Yeah. That's really what that's, that should be our new tagline. We're fucking mediocre. <laughs> that's it. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I've just been, I've been ragging on this country lately for their economic policy and this province specifically. And you know, this is really shot. It's, it's like there have been these, these cycles or these phases to COVID, and I'm really in the understanding the economic downfall yeah. and how, how poorly this plan has played out over the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. And this is just this absolute cherry on top bullshit move. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm a little frustrated, but well, and that's why I like I like talking to you, man, because your your insight on business and economy and stuff is stellar, man. Like I don't have anyone else I can talk to about this. To you and then I have the health aspect, and they're both in the ground right now. And I was talking to Jordan on the other podcast because he brought up that post I made about the Cosmopolitan magazine cover, 
Oh, yeah. And I wrote... Oh, it was Cosmo. Yeah, I wrote, this should be illegal. I truly believe that. And I got some backlash for it. And people give me studies about the problem is that, you know, uh, wealth equals health now and this. And I totally disagree. Yeah, Einstein, I don't, Einstein said that ages ago. I don't so. agree with it at all. No, that was health equals wealth. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Maybe let's listen to Einstein. Yeah, well, that is the way it should be. Because here's here's the argument that they're always giving me, okay? And they'll use this example. And, and this is a perfect time to talk about it because people are making less money. The economy is terrible right now, right? So they think, I can take $20, I can go into a grocery store, and I can come out with a lot of potato chips and other stuff, or I can come out with like two steaks. So I can get more food if it's less quality. But I argue that it's not real food. You're buying products, you're not buying food. Food doesn't have labels. You don't look on the side of a banana and look at the nutritional facts, right? No. It's, it's a food. Products have labels. So we're going there and buying products. So if you're looking to nourish your body, which is all that matters then, because you could be 500 pounds, but you could die tomorrow because you're nutritionally deficient. And one of the top five leading factors of death and disability is nutritional deficiencies. Obesity is hmm. number two only under tobacco, right? So you can go in and buy more food. Yes, that... Or, shouldn't say food right you can buy more products that aren't really food but when we talk about nourishing the body what it means to sustain optimal or even just regular health levels then those things aren't doing it so i don't agree at all that you need to be wealthy to you know i get it that an avocado costs more than a, a, a snickers bar but look at what is giving your body that snickers bar if you only eat snickers bars you will die you well, here, here, here's it's not going to kill you, but you'll die eventually. I agree, and I think that that's a that's a scapegoat answer because it's like, well, I want steak and avocado. Those are the two examples you gave me, right? Yeah. Um, I as as funny as this is, I'm still a like I won't go from store to store to store, but while I'm in one store, I bargain shop. It's like I can't not do it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what meats on sale? Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, okay, what what fruits and veg are on sale? Because I don't need to eat the same thing. I'm not, I'm not bougie. Like, oh, great. Romaine's on sale yeah. for some reason. It's yeah. down for like three bucks. Great. Let's grab a couple. You know, um, turkey's on sale. This chicken's on sale. That's how I shop. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I'm, I'm happy that I've afforded the luxury that I don't have to shop like that yeah. when it comes to groceries. Yeah. Um, but I still do. Yeah. You know, I still do go buy things that yeah. way. So to say like, oh, well, it's just cheaper to buy crap. It's like, no, it's a convenient answer to give me. Yeah. Because if you go into the store, if you go into the store, you go fruits, vegetables, proteins. So that's fine. Whatever yeah. that is, you will find a very, very oh, yeah. fair priced number of items yeah. that may not be your favorite yeah. thing. Maybe then you then you just want to buy Snickers. Exactly. Bars. Shut up and well, buy that's it. That's exactly. Don't give me that bullshit it's answer. It's pure willpower. That's exactly. In, in that's all opinion. it is, man. It's pure willpower. Like, well, I can't buy the packaged salads with the dressing I want. So yeah. I'm gonna need to, you know, no, like, like, look, if there is an answer out there for you, yeah. if you don't want to be resourceful and find it, you want to give me an excuse. Yeah. No problem. You give yourself excuses yeah. all day because I don't care about them. But it's just the way the world's going that we're talking about fat shaming. So now you can't call someone fat. And we've talked about that before. I'm not going to go back yeah. into it. But that's all they seem to want to do. When you said it perfectly there, it's a choice. Even if someone says, well, you know what? My stomach's larger. I don't get um, satisfied as quickly. Okay, fine, right? I didn't tell you what to eat. You can still fill up on broccoli then. It's yeah. completely a choice. And if you like the way you look when you're bigger, awesome. I don't care one bit. But when we're closing the economy, when we're making these rules that you can't visit your family, can't do this, and we know that two-thirds of the people that are hospitalized have heart disease or they're overweight. 
two-thirds of the people that go to the hospital have those. And if we had gotten those under control, we wouldn't be in this state, then yeah, I do care what you eat. And if yeah. you're putting garbage in your body, then stay home and stay locked down. But if we want to make a difference in our health and now in our economy, because they are tied together now because the doctors are making decisions for the economy, then we must be getting people to eat better. We have to get them to make those choices or give tax breaks for organic food or whatever say, yeah. it is or tax the hell out of junk food like we did for cigarettes. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And we're not making the right decisions. Like I said, the doctors understand disease. They understand death. They don't understand life and they don't understand health. And that's the big problem I see right now. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you very much so. I think any sort of I think any kind of incentive program would be a nice move from a government. I'm surprised we're not doing anything like that. It's a shame that, you know, every time you see you know, and I this is a blanket this is a blanket statement, but a lot of times when you see politicians doing something that is working radically well for their country, it's someone young. Like look at New Zealand. The girl's in her thirties, just yeah. crushing it. She's running that place, doing a great job. Yeah, they're an isolated island. Yeah, it's easy enough to keep COVID off. They got one case the other day. They locked the whole place down. That person got isolated. That was it. It's done. Yeah. You know, they implement rules that make more sense for today. But there's too many people making decisions that are part of an old school thought system, and they are affecting us very, very poorly. Pharmaceutical, man. It's a shame. But you know what? One thing I will give credit to is, you know, um, millennials. I'm on the bottom end of it. I hate it. I hate the attitude. I hate are you it. a millennial? Yeah, because it's in like it's like 83 or something. I'm born in 85. Um, 83. Fuck, I'm 84. Yeah. So there you go. So are you. Fuck. So, but what? But the the uh, the Gen Z, the next generation, the younger kids. I am so happy that they are getting pissed off. They are not okay with this. They are not okay with cancel culture. They're not okay with the political justice shit. They're not okay with all the stuff that they're coming out as like staunch conservatives. Yeah. They're like, this is bullshit. What are you guys doing to our world? Yeah. And I love it. I'm well, so happy great. to see it. So I thought who it would take is a lot going longer. for all this cancel culture then? Who's doing it? Millennials. It's millennials? 100%. Me? Oh, yeah. Millennials are driving. Uh, millennials, about- millennials are the driving force behind cancel culture. It, yes, it is specifically more like if you look at the, the largest demographic in cancel culture, yeah. it's white women from like 25 to 35. Oh, that's it. That's the one. That is insane. And there was a guy that had Dr. Zeus. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That so, is Dr. absurd. Z- well, you hear about babies as well. Like this is group out of fuck me. There's this couple in New York. They started this thing called babies where they don't want to. I don't even know, man. So you call your baby a baby now until they're four because a baby doesn't know what their gender is going to be until they're four. Any other big decisions you want four year olds to make? You fucking idiots. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I posted that like, meme. The other day. Are you kidding? My brother said to me, it's like a, a dad, you know, typical. Like, you know, a 1960s, like, leave it to Beaver. You remember that? Where Love dad's that just reading show. the newspaper, having his coffee, and the kids, yeah. And he's like, yep, okay, yeah. So he's ignoring him. And, and the, the kid's like, hey, Dad, can I uh, smoke a cigarette? No, well, you're crazy. You're only five. Hey, Dad, can I drive your. No, you're crazy. You're only here. Hey, Dad, can I take uh, testosterone blocking medications and uh, switch what sex? Of course. Of yeah, course you can. can. No problem. You're five. It. Of course you're five. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's such a strange time. And like I. I've said before, there's going to be these weird little pockets in New York and L.A. where these things have, in my opinion, gone way too far. Um, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a shame. I think so. So there's a guy that was on the Rogan podcast recently. I didn't quite listen to the whole thing. Michael Malice, I think, was his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really interesting guy. He, is he like he's, CIA or something like that? Or no, 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 that's a different guy. That wasn't Mike. That's Mike oh, Baker. Okay, so Mike okay, Malice, okay. Mike Malice, I, it might not, be my, might not be Mike. His last name is Malice for sure. Um, yeah. Really interesting dude. Kind of quirky, kind of funny, yeah. a bit dark. But, he, you know, he was... You know, he writes all these books on very controversial things, and he's writing one on North Korea and all this other stuff. And so he's written one on, like, the, the culture behind COVID and what's going on. And he goes, he goes, you know, I, I was on the New York subway, and I watched this guy, this, this mid-50s white guy, 
go and yell and freak out at this at what he felt may have been a Chinese guy, Oriental. I don't know what it was. So so he goes, I think he was Chinese. He's reefing on this guy, yelling at him for not wearing his mask. And the guy and Michael and Malice goes, I'm just gonna call him Malice. I forget his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes. Obviously, obviously, that older white gentleman didn't really give a shit about COVID, yeah. or he wouldn't have got close to the guy. What he wanted was he wanted to exert some power over Absolutely. somebody because he feels powerless. Absolutely. And then he went on to discuss the primary demographic yeah. and cancel culture and why more often than not in that culture, it's that white woman from 25 to 35 that want to be able to exert some power yeah. over someone. Yeah. So they go, they get online and they rip people apart and they do and say these things that are harsh and mean and awful because yeah. they want to be able to exert control over something. It makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not probably get someone give me shit for that. I don't care. Yeah, yeah you're people, absolutely people right. gun me all the time for shit. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're out there and you talk shit to me. I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy trying to win at my own life. You can't say anything that could bother me. Yeah. You literally couldn't say a thing yeah. that I will think twice about. Yeah. So save your fucking breath. But I get it. I got what he said yeah. and it. it I it digested makes that. Total and I went, sense. And then I saw yeah the Doctor Zeus stuff the other day. I went. Michelle Obama, <sighs> there's a famous picture of Michelle Obama reading a Dr. Seuss book to a bunch of kids in the White House. <sighs> but now, no, 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 no. They banned it off Amazon. But you know what you can buy on Amazon? Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. Yeah. You can buy that on Amazon. But yeah. You can't buy a children's book. I'm like, it, I don't okay, care. Man. I think it's total bullshit. Right, I'm sick of it. Where are you going to draw the line? And I agree with you with the malice thing because I actually brought that up in another podcast that overweight people with the fat shame and they go online, they're yelling. They're not necessarily saying it to me, but they're yelling, they're screaming, and they're berating people who fat shame it's not even fat shame it's saying hey you might want to lose some weight to be healthier and i do agree that it's their choice but again yeah it's, i try it's not a, to be able to tell people how to live their lives it's do a slippery want, slope because yeah. we we pay for their medical treatments like someone can smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day get lung cancer now i pay out of my pocket for their treatment sure so i don't agree with that but they feel there's some sort of vindication that they've been wronged because they're overweight and people have uh, potentially made fun of them or, or they felt this way about themselves but don't want to say it. Yep. And they feel some sort of vindication for saying, see, now I'm right. You shouldn't do that to me. And they go nuts and they yell at people. And it's like, that person's only really trying to help you. Now, they may have done it the wrong way. For sure. But being overweight is not a good thing. But you feel vindication for yelling at people because they made you feel bad. You feel bad because you know it's wrong. You did it to yourself. You wouldn't yeah. feel bad. If someone said to me, hey, Cam, you're skinny, man. Okay. All right. I wouldn't feel bad about that. So the fact that you feel bad tells me there's some kind of internalization. Yeah, it's like, it's like anytime right. I agree. Anytime you say anything and people get lit up, unless it's something that's so over the top, like outrageous. Uh, pretty much, if they get lit up, though, like I smell some truth here, don't yeah, I? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. you know. Uh, but you know what? In 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 more positive news on the cancel culture, um, there is they are starting to cannibalize themselves. You know, there's this there's this. Um, there was a, a race of uh, some some sort of tribe. I forget exactly what it was. I don't want to. I don't want to say where they're from because I'm going to forget. So there was this tribe, and and you know a big part of their culture was cutting off people's heads. Oh, nice. You would be praised if you cut off someone's head for it, right? So which is okay. crazy because like we're rational thinking human beings. That's crazy. Yeah. But so how they operated was if you ever cut someone's head off that was infringing on your territory, you were celebrated within the community. Right? It was a trophy. Correct. So that's how they won their trophies. That's how they won their baseball trophies, their golf yeah. trophies. That was a trophy. Right? So what happened eventually, people stopped going on their land. Except now, no one was getting praised. 
So what happens is they start cannibalizing themselves. They start cutting off their own heads because they want to be able to get that praise. So what's happening in the cancel culture— Who's the most virtuous in terms of cancel culture? Correct. So what's happening now—and I have a good friend. I'm not even going to say who it is. I have a good friend who is leading the charge in a lot of that stuff. I know them quite— Like canceling people? No, no, no. no. Yeah, like no, 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 on on inclusion and diversity. Oh, okay. And I know them quite well, and— you know, they fit the bill in a lot of ways. Really, really great person. They do a lot of the right things and do everything they can to be as inclusive as possible and genuine. And yeah. I really appreciate where they're coming from, knowing that it's a touchy subject. Yeah. But now that they're doing stuff, now they're getting people. The cancel culture has started to go at this person because of, you know, missing a word oh or saying this God. or saying that. But the thing is, it's not even about uh, like a pronoun or something like that. It's about saying the word preferred. Instead of that, it is their pronoun. It's like whoa, it's it's a preferred pro- because it's oh it's a choice. So no, but so so obviously I feel bad for them because they have nothing but good intentions. But what I like to see is now they're cutting off their own heads, oh, yeah. which means it's going to end sooner than later. Yeah, man, I'm off on one today. Yeah, I can't. You're all very welcome it, for today's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I mean, I, I think it's complete BS, and that's why I was saying before about. Me being here and you being here, you're more outspoken. Well, but you say it in such a good way, man, and it's impactful because I can't stand. I just can't stand it anymore, man. It's I getting really frustrating, can't isn't stand it? it? Canceling people. Are they, what about forgiveness? Well, like, what no, about- no, it's not an option, bro. Forgiveness. What's that? It's, that's it's coming. No that's thing. going out of the dictionary no this year. Thing. We have to cut out the bottom ten thousand words, and that's got to be one of yeah. them. Like, but I don't even understand. And maybe <laughs> I asked you this before because I had this conversation with someone, and, and tell me if it was you, but saying. What does offended even mean? Like, if someone offends me, what does that actually mean? They embarrass me? Like, is that what offending is? You know, I don't know the definition of to offend. Is it I think feel sort un- of embarrassed I, I or think, I think it's more. Yeah, I, th- I think what it is is I think it's anything that triggers someone in any way yeah. these days, whether it's uh, emotionally, you know, whether it's their hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal yeah. axis, whether they feel the flight or fight thing, yeah. you know, whatever that is, whatever whatever triggers anything inside of anybody these days, it's a very strong, uh, dramatic reaction, it seems. So, I mean, I, 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 offensive used to be a small window. Now it's just now anything, it's now it's a wide open garage door. Want. Yeah, but but you but you see what I'm getting at. I'm going beyond that. Like, what does it mean to be offended? Even if it's oh my gosh, that camera's uh, the colors of that camera's black. It offends me. Sure. What does it mean? What does offending actually mean? That you're uncomfortable, uncomfortable, or I guess. embarrassed yeah. by something? Perhaps. And that's what I was having the conversation. I thought maybe it was you, but someone else saying, "What does that even mean? What does it mean to be offended?" Like. How could Jonathan offend me right now? Saying, honestly, Cam, you fucking suck at this podcast. I hate doing it with you. Maybe I'd be a little offended, but it would just mean like, I guess I'm embarrassed. I mean, that's really what I'm kind of like attributing sure. to. It's kind yeah. of more embarrassment. So what does that even matter? Someone offended me? Okay. People Why care. do they People have to be canceled? Someone embarrassed me. Someone made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's part of how you get stronger. That's part of how you get better. Yeah. That's part of how you improve. Dude. Hey, Cam, the meeting you held yesterday sucked. Okay, how did Why? it suck? How? Well, you did this, this, this. Okay, great. Now I can Good make point. it better next time. Or if I don't, then I quit and I'm going to move on. But no, no, no. You should be canceled. I don't I don't understand it. I, I don't quite no, get it. No, I, I get it. Like there, there's, a, there's obviously a big line that gets crossed when anything is just like 
kind of verbal like this or you say anything or do anything that's like your intentions are always good. Intention, I think, is the key for me. Yeah. If people have good intentions and then and then they do something or say something and it gets at it, like for me, that's like the, forgiveness should be the first word used yeah. right away. Like how can we – and like you said, my wife gives me shit all the time about things and tries to help me improve. So I make improvements yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, we're married. We don't – we always forgive and forget and of move course. on and try to improve. Yeah. I don't know why the rest of the world doesn't just try to pretend like it's married and said they all fucking hate each other. Clout or something? Like yeah. they're trying to get some sort <laughs> well, of popularity again, again, from again, I got this person canceled. Again, it's, the, cut, it's the cut off head. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a trophy. It's a trophy. They get to virtual trophy. Yeah. They get to put on the shelf. Yeah. They'll do enough digging and spend enough time trying to figure something out to make people feel terrible. And the world's getting worse because of it. It totally is, unfortunately. You know, anyway. Society's just... You know. um, <laughs> closing words, Cam. What do you got? My piece of advice? Um, you know what? If you can give me a second here, I'm going to do something. I saw a really great post the other day, and this won't take long. Um, but I thought this was brilliant. And maybe I can just um, read it if, if you're okay with that. Yeah, please. Um, just give me a second here. I'm going to find it. Um, it was this. So it was um, Adam Skelly from Adamson Barbecue. Yeah. Right? So I've talked to him. Real great guy. We've had our talks about him on this podcast. But we'll have him on. And he posted this. It said, to all Ontario taxpayers and citizens, here is Premier Doug Ford's office reception desk number below. Phone calls are personally answered and messages are taken down during business hours. Be firm but respectful. Thank the voice on the other end of the line for their public service. After all, they sit and take our abuse hour after hour, so they're to be, to be commended for their patience and professionalism. These note-takers don't determine lockdown or health policies, so be courteous. Fair. Vent your anger, frustration with Doug Ford, the PC party, very politely. Ask the reception person. Um, yeah, reception person. You can't say man or woman. <laughs> anyways, let me go on. Uh, to let him know that you'll vote against the PC party in the upcoming election. Say you're against lockdowns and want him to lift the lockdowns unconditionally. Doug Ford works for you, not the other way around. And um, perhaps you can express like a personal issue that you have with lockdowns. And he gives his office number 416-325-1941. And I thought that was a really good message because we should be courteous to his answering the phone. Totally. And take these messages. But what a great message. I read that and I really resonated with it. I thought, you know what, this is something. I've been writing letters which blast. have never been answered. <laughs> I've been writing yeah, letters. I They've saw. never, yeah. ever they won't. been answered. Like but saying, I thought yeah. that was a really great message because if you are against something, whether it's a lockdown or something, you have the right to voice your personal opinion and say, hey, guess what? I couldn't pay my mortgage last month. I'm afraid for my family. I need to tell you that because you're my leader and we elected you and we won't do it again. Yeah. So I thought that was a great message. Hear that, Ford? We won't do it again. We won't. <laughs>